Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, January 28th, we look at Lesson 4, Offerings for Jesus. Together, let's see how quality matters much more than quantity to Jesus. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. All right, here we are, Lesson 4, Offerings for Jesus, and our memory text is coming from Psalm 116, verses 12 through 14. It says, What shall I render to the Lord for all His benefits toward me? I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord now in the presence of all his, of all his people. Uh, Go ahead, Michael. Well, I was just going to say a great, great reminder of the uh, privilege um, that we have to return to the Lord and honoring uh, back and returning to God, what he's given to us, that cup of salvation. Uh, Completely agreed. And uh, that, question is going to come up again. I think Monday's lesson, what shall I render to the Lord? What, what can we do to outgive God? We can't. And Impossible. so, yeah. And so then we need another motivation for giving Michael, which brings us to Sunday's lesson. Absolutely. And, and there's a reminder here in the lesson that um, this quotation by, by Ellen White, that, that the Lord does not need our offerings. So the Lord's no. not ever, dependent upon upon us right so right. that's that's a key um passage that's here and i think part of it is recognizing um that that what god has done for us and god has promised to provide for us he has already provided for us just the um the fact that we're alive and breathing um is an incredible and profound reminders every day that we wake up, we should never take it for granted. And, and, and honestly, there's, there's times that uh, not everyone does wake up that next day. Right. So, so each day is a gift from God. I'm I'm thinking, especially uh, Buster friend of mine, uh, elder Honore, who is the Minnesota conference president. And I heard I saw him at, at meetings. um, And then just a, a couple, like two, three days later, he was home and didn't wake up and I still haven't heard what happened, but, you know, presumably whatever it was, some health condition, I'm assuming, you know, um, you know, just never known. He was quite young. He was, he was our age buster. Yeah. Uh, but, but yet, uh, uh, I, I know that makes you feel your own mortality, right? It does. It really does. <laughs> you know? But we're not talking about somebody that's at, you know, eighties or nineties, uh, he's had a the four score years or whatever, you know, you kind of, Nobody wants to lose a loved one, but you, you feel good because, hey, they've had a long life, right? right. And uh, anyways, coming back to, to this, it, it just reminds us of, of the blessing of God in each of our lives, each and every day. And by the way, if there's any elder Honoré's family that, that happened to listen to this, you know, just a shout out of what a great man he was. And um, our hearts go out to you right now. I know it's a difficult time. And part of the Minnesota Conference family and East Allegheny Conference family. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, uh, verses 31 to 34, I'm reading from the NIV, key passage here. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat and what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. 
but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Mm. Favorite passage. And by the way, it doesn't say that, you know, don't worry because you're going to live in a mansion and you're <laughs> going to have, you know, overflowing honey and food that you can't, you know, just God says, I'll, I'll give you just enough that you'll be okay. Uh, so, oh, it was, so no, I'm, I'm reading here. It says rich beyond yeah. all measure, right, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> That's how some people would like to read it. Yes. But, but, and, and I think this is important. If we knew all the different things that we would face and challenges in our life, we'd probably be just overwhelmed, but God takes it step by step, day by day. And, um, just like anything in life, you know, I think so much of it is, is we can, we can get overwhelmed and, uh, but God, God promises to be with us through all of these things. And, um, and when we want more than what God has promised, I, you know, I think that is this question, is it selfish? And, um, in a degree it can be right. I mean, if, if we're claiming the promises of God for only our mere uh, selfish benefit, um, that, that can be a bit of a challenge. And so God's trying to remind us, Hey, I've taken care of you. I promise to take care of your needs. Um, and, and this is, this is what it's, this is what it's all about. And then, uh, we have another passage, uh, that's here. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's a passage in Deuteronomy. It says, you know, basically if you're faithful, I will bless you, right? Your crops and those kinds of things. It's a, that's part of that suzerain treaty, that covenant God has with his people wants to be in relationship with him he's promising to provide for them but then i, I want to read this passage uh, by pastor paul second corinthians chapter 9 verses 6 and 7 remember this whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly whoever sows generously will also reap generously each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give not reluctantly or under compulsion for god loves a cheerful, a cheerful giver. giver so uh, I, I love this passage again, too. I think this um, it speaks, first of all, I think this verse six is where it's at. God loves the spirit of generosity. Um, he's been generous to us. And when we realize just how much God has done for us, that spirit, same spirit of generosity takes possession of our hearts and and um, overflows out of abundance. You know, and I, I just um, I, I love that. I love that. This last Sabbath was religious liberty sabbath mm-hmm. and uh, we had our religious liberty director for the north american division he was happened to be at our church goes to our church and um uh orland johnson and um, great great lawyer and great religious liberty leader but just uh, we we're sitting at church and then one of my kids came over and said dad I need to make sure I contribute to the religious liberty offering. There's people that need to hear and learn about religious liberty. That's really important that, you know, and I, it just struck me because I'm listening to that and I, you get callous because you're just sitting there in the pew. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. We know all about this, right? This. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and I just, it touched me that one of my own children was, was touched by the appeals that how important this was. And this is making a difference in people's lives and said, I want to give X, Y, Z amount, you know, and, uh, you know, I I think, I think, I think I know which one of your kids that was. Okay. (laughs) He has has a very, well, they both have very giving hearts, but he, he, he is very giving heart. Well, it just reminds me, this is what it's about is having that spirit of generosity. And I just thought right away, you know, I need to be more generous. So generosity 
um, sparked generosity. Yes, right? it does. Because I just thought, oh, you know, he's right. He's right. I, I just, you know, we forget about it. We take it for granted. It's just kind of an, another one of the offering appeals, but it, it does make a difference. It makes an impact. We need to paid attention. And uh, so, yeah, God loves a cheerful giver, giving out of an abundance, not an obligation. Oh, if I don't give, God's going to strike me down or something. Um, <laughs> that's not the kind of God we have. But but when we recognize his generosity, then um, so so that which raises the question of, you know, what is an offering? What portion is the offering? Uh, what are we talking about when we are talking about these offerings? We've been talking about tithes, but what are offerings, Buster? Well, so we we recognize that tithe is, um, I guess, correlated with 10%, right? A tenth. Mm-hmm. And then offering, if you look on your tithe envelope, it'll give a recommendation that's there, which is 5%. But uh, that is, like I just said, an, a recommendation because biblically speaking, <laughs> you can give more or less depending on this. So Deuteronomy mm-hmm. chapter 16, verse 17 Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessings of the Lord your God, which he has given you. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. so we, we're recognizing something that out of increase, we're supposed to give uh, offerings. So 10th mm-hmm. is, I shouldn't say non-negotiable because it's still our, our choice. But if you're going to return a, a tithe, it's going to be a 10th. But the offering mm-hmm. is out of the abundance. And we get a little bit more of this in verse 12 uh, through 14 of Psalm 116 is our memory text. <clears throat> what shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits towards me? I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord, and I will pay my vows to the Lord now in the presence of all his people. And it asks this question, how are we supposed to answer the question uh, posed in verse 12? And how does money fit in, in with the with this answer? We, we can't outgive God. We cannot uh, render to the Lord all the benefits he's done for us. But... Mm-hmm out of thanks, out of him being creator, out of him uh, uh, and our relationship with him, we're saying, God, we give this to you. So the benefits you've been unto me, you can increase those benefits unto others and your work is done here on earth. And also recognizing that my treasure is found in my relationship with you, not in the stuff or the money that I have. The money and the stuff that I have, it belongs to you as well, Lord. So therefore I give this offering unto you. Uh, so we, in other words, we can never repay what God has done for us. And so our, our offerings are once again, out of the abundance. So I'll put it this way. <clears throat> if you are struggling, uh, financially, and I have a friend of mine who's just says he is, he is adamant about it. Sorry, if you're one of those people and if you're convicted about it, I'm not taking away your conviction because if the Holy spirit has placed that upon your heart, but people who return double tithe. Uh, so they give 10 and 10. And mm-hmm. at one point in time, a friend of mine, he was struggling financially big time. And and I, I asked him, I was like, you know, it's like, where, where does this need to give 10 and 10 come from? He says, well, my parents did it and I really want to do it as well. And we talked about it. I mean, he's a pastor and he still felt the conviction and God has blessed him still. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I want to share with the audience, the offering, uh, there's, there'll be a time where you'll, you'll be able to give even more than 10 and 10. Uh, and God's going to ask for it. I believe there's times, there's moments uh, where our lives are touched and the Holy Spirit's calling us to give more. Uh, but there's also times where we don't have plenty and God is not asking us to give the 10 and 10. Uh, maybe it's 10 and three, maybe it's 10 and five, maybe it's 10 and, and one, right? Whatever it might be. Uh, but 
don't feel obligated. Uh, mm. I, I, I want you to, to recognize in your relationship that it is a relationship and ask the Lord, what is it that you're asking of me? Not out of guilt, not out of shame, but out of Lord, out of the abundance of what I have here, here, I return to you. Uh, in other words, you should not be going into credit card debt in order to return tithe and offerings. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Uh, just sharing that with you as well. Uh, so I think we're going to talk a little bit more about this, Michael, and talk about offerings and worship, or if you have anything to add to this last section I just shared. Well, when you talked about what God, what does God require of you? The text Micah six eight came to me. Yes, that uh, to what what does the Lord require of you to act justly and love mercy and walk humbly with your God? You know. Yes. And and so God wants all of us. You know, He's not just like kind of trying to go for our money. He wants our whole person. And uh, and so he just wants us to live in obedience to him. And I, I think that's important to understand. And and part of that is is returning tithes and offerings. But that may look differently for different people based on different circumstances. If I'm hearing you right, Buster. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It does, Michael. And and so point by point, moment by moment, stay in connection with God and he will mm-hmm. reveal that to you. I truly believe that. Yeah. So in other words, the person who gives a double tithe isn't more spiritual than a person that gives just a single tithe. Right. But, uh, yeah. It, so so Tuesday's lessons about worship, offerings and worship. And yes. uh, there's a couple key passages. Again, first Chronicles 1629 says, ascribe the Lord to the Lord, the glory due his name, bring an offering and come before him, worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. So um, and, and the idea that that is trying to get across here, this idea that when we return offerings, size and offerings, this is a part of worship. We are worshiping our God in a, in a tangible kind of way. Uh, Psalm 96, verse 8, ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name, bring an offering and come into his courts. And again, um, you know, when we come to worship, it is very appropriate to to bring an offering. By the way, Buster, I was kind of missing this in our particular church we've been attending um, yeah. as of late. Uh, I was ready to put a, a little bit of extra money in the offering plate, and then I remember they, I got my wallet out and I got some, got a little bit of cash, Buster. And yes. My wife's like poking me, like they're not passing around the offering plate. Put that away. <laughs> and then I realized I had to get my. My phone app for my Adventist giving app. Yeah. To, you know, you know I, 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 <laughs> it's funny because I really do. Believe, Will that be a thing of the past? I, I really do believe we should have both options, right? There's just some people yeah. who will not okay. adapt, and there's some people who won't adapt the other way, mm-hmm. right? With techno- technology. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for a point in time, the church where I attend as well, they stopped, especially during COVID, but then they had an offering plate mm-hmm. in the back to where you could drop in the back yeah. uh, at the end of service. <laughs> I think that's what they have to a little box, but it's just not the same. It doesn't feel, it's not, feel the same, it's but not I did get my same. phone out, you know, so I, I got the Adventist <laughs> giving app. So by the way, a little shout out to those that, that make that happen. That's, that's really cool. It is. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad that people do that. I mean, it helps me, helps me. It really yes. does. Um, but, but yeah, I, I'm nostalgic here. All right. One more <laughs> passage. Psalm 116 verses 16 to 18. Truly I am your servant, Lord. I serve 
you, just as my mother did, you have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call in the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. And, and I think this is interesting. It's talking about family context and so on, but I will sacrifice a thank offering. So sometimes there are not only offerings that we give, but sometimes there can be sacrificial extra offerings. And I was talking to a friend and he said, you know, on my birthday, I give an extra offering as a thank offering for another year of being alive, you know, and I, I had never actually thought about that before until, until he mentioned it to me. But, but I love that, that there, there are times when God may impress upon our hearts, not just to whatever, maybe you have it calculated out into percentages or whatever, but God may just impress upon your heart and say, you know, out of an abundance, God's just blessed and I, I, I just want to express my gratitude to God. You can do Amen. an additional thank offering, whatever that might be. I could be um, helping out with um, with ADRA. I'm just coming back from some pastors meetings in northern Canada, Buster, and, and the ADRA director for Canada was there and was telling us about how right now we're living in an age of hunger. Um, probably some of the most severe famines are going on right now that have happened or haven't happened for decades, maybe oh, since boy. the early 1980s. Yeah. Um, and, and, and sometimes these things don't always get on the news. People just are oblivious or whatever, or becomes more aware how severe these things are later. And people come back, oh, I had no idea. But right now we're living in an age of severe hunger, um, like has never been seen in, in recent memory. And um, all you have to do is look at the or in Ukraine, which has disrupted so much of the grain supply of the world, right? The right, Horn of right. Africa, tragic. And, um, and you know, those are the kinds of things that if God impresses your heart, you know. Um, by the way, ADRA, just shout out for ADRA, makes, makes me as an Adventist feel proud to see the kind of work that they do. Um, and I was saying you have to give to ADRA. God may impress upon your heart something else. But those are things that, if, you know, as, as God impresses upon your heart, perhaps a thank offering, be more aware of what's going on in the world around us and the lives of others around us. And that God may give us the ability or impress upon us. Hey, um, touch our heartstrings, say, Hey, be aware, be aware. Um, yes. Be aware of those that are around you. And, and, and you have the chance to worship the Lord through offerings, different kinds of offerings, thank offerings, um, regular offerings, uh, but that's between each individual and God to decide and 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 be open to the leading of the Holy Spirit. So, by the way, if we just put that money in that offering plate in the back where it's on our iPhone or whatever it is, the device that you use, you know, your app for giving, does God even know this, Buster? <laughs> uh, you talk about my Monday, uh, uh, Wednesday's lesson, Wednesday's, right, Michael? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, God does take note of our offerings. Uh, so if you look at Mark 12, 41 through 44, it's a very familiar story. Now, Jesus sat opposite of the treasury and saw how the people put money into the treasury, how many were rich, put in much. Then one poor widow came and threw in two mites, which made uh, which makes a quadrants. So he called the disciples to himself and said, as surely I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all those who have given in the, to the treasury. For they all put in out of their abundance, but she, out of her uh, poverty, uh, put in all that she had, her whole livelihood. And and Mm. Ellen White chimes in a little bit more and uh, says here, uh, this particular line, Michael, uh, basically, but Jesus understood her motive. 
as she put in, Jesus understood her motive and he recognized it. And I think motive really does matter. And God recognizes when we give. And just like you yeah. shared, Michael, it's not just obligation of, you know, sometimes we, I get in that rut, Michael, where it's like, well, this is what we do. <laughs> I'm returning, I'm returning. But when you see special yeah. projects and we try to have special projects a couple times a year, um, my family, we have a charitable, char- charitable giving fund. And we look at special projects that we try to give to and explain to our children why we're doing it mm. and that it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And what mm. it does for our own hearts of recognizing our resources don't just belong to God, but they're, they belong to God. And as stewards of it, we're called to do good things. Right. And, uh, right. and thinking about that, it actually leads us to Acts 10, um, and this is Acts 10, verses 1 through 4. And it says, <clears throat> There was a certain man in Caesarea named Cor- Cornelius, a centurion who was called the Italian, uh, who was called the Italian regiment, what was called the Italian regiment, mm-hmm. a devout man, and one who feared God with all of his household, who gave alms generously to, to the people and prayed to God always. About the ninth hour, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius, and when he observed him, he was afraid and said, well, what is it, Lord? And he said to him, your prayers and your alms have come up for memorial before God. In other words, this, this man was uh, honest and he was pure and he was good and he was giving towards the people. And I, I, want, I want the audience to recognize that uh, he wasn't just giving his uh, offerings towards God. It was that he was giving this alms towards the people. And God yeah. recognized that he takes note of it and he wants us to do it with the correct motives, with our hearts in the right place. But most importantly, he also wants us to do it. Uh, some mm-hmm. of us have good intentions, but intentions mean nothing until they're actually fulfilled one way or the other. Uh, yeah. and so please recognize that God is watching, but don't allow that shame or that guilt to drive you, but allow that that joy and that honor to drive you. I have the honor mm. and privilege to help someone outside of myself today. And so Michael, that brings us to Thursday's lessons here, uh, special projects, big jar giving. Yeah. So, you know, gifts large and small, just as, as you were talking about, right. The, the widow's might versus the, you know, uh, various other tithes and offerings, but, but here's portrayed for us, uh, a, a just absolutely incredible story. Right. One of the most generous stories in all of scripture, Mark 14, also in John chapter 12, which is Mary and the, the gift of spike nerd or the special ointment that she then anoints the feet of Jesus and wipes his feet with his, with her hair, you know, and, and in the course of, of all of that, and of course, it was extravagant, right? A, a, a huge amount, um, 300 denarii, which is like a year's wages, right? So, um, and, 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 and immediately, you know, Judas um, is criticizing, like, how could you do that? You know, the, this money could have been used for the poor, you know, this money could have been used for ADRA, please, yeah. right? Or, or whatever, and and of course the lesson points out the irony is that that Judas betrays Jesus for just a tenth or a small portion of of what uh, Mary bestowed in this right um, the the irony the hypocrisy of of all of this and um, 
And, and so, yeah, this, this is what happens. And, um, and, and Jesus, um, says, Hey, let it go (laughs) for alone. Right. Um, and, and you will have the poor always, but you're not going to always have me. And so she just lavishes this gift. Um, and, and there's no indication that, I mean, we don't really know, um, but there's not really any indication that Mary is fabulously wealthy or anything like this. No. So this seems to have been a, uh, truly a sacrificial gift, a year's wages. So you can just imagine if someone, uh, used the you know, equivalent of a, a year's wages today, um, just at church or whatever, and, and it was just gone like that. And, and people might be tempted to criticize that as well. But but yet realizing the spiritual value of, of this, um, this was a profound gift that would uh, not only be recorded in Scripture, but it played a, a pivotal role in encouraging Christ right there before the crucifixion and in salvation history. And in that sense, it's priceless. And, and so there may be times that God calls um, some kind of um, – sacrificial gift that might not be an ordinary kind of gift it might be a once in a lifetime kind of gift i i think that's probably what we're talking here this might have been her entire retirement savings so yeah, to speak no. right we don't we don't know but you know this is this was a, a profound and incredible and complete um, gift in so many ways and yet um uh, it made such an impact at just the right time and and god may call upon uh Someone listening, I don't know. He may call on on one of us, Buster. I don't, yeah, I don't know. We don't know. But uh, but we need to be open to the leading of the Holy Spirit. If if God uh, leads in a way that just as as Mary did, um, but but there can be ways that that can make a difference for the kingdom of God, and that will impact salvation history. And and we don't want to be so stingy and greedy and so focused on ourselves that we miss out on a crucial opportunity. If if God um, makes that clear that that's, that's what he wants us to do. Yeah. You know, you know, Michael, I know, I know I've probably shared this previously in a podcast. I'll share it quickly, but it just reminds me of people that we know, uh, that are just beyond generous and God has blessed them tremendously. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bill Kilgore is one of those. And, uh, recently someone came and spoke at Southwestern who is now, uh, he's finished actually with his PhD and this pastor, uh, said, you know, his last semester of school, he wasn't able to finish and he was going to get deported because he's an international student. And uh, Dr. Kilgore said, hey, in my prayer time, the Holy Spirit told me I need to give you this money I was going to use in my renovation. And he said it wasn't a small amount. It was thousands upon thousands of dollars. And the student said, no, 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 no. He said, yes. I, he's like, the Holy, he's like, I have to listen to the Holy Spirit. And he's like, they went to the, to the office and paid his bill. You wow. know, I, I hear stories like that, Michael, and I'm like, I feel this big because, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll give a little bit extra here, a little bit extra there. But, you know, I told that story to my wife and she says, well, we're not there yet. She's like, but hopefully one day we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's different seasons of life, right? It, you know, it, it of, really is. But, you, know, but you and I are in this, different yeah. seasons of willingness as well. And I, I want True. to be willing. Absolutely. I hear you, Buster. I hear you. Well, you know, um, as our listeners, as you go through this week's lesson, you know, um, don't miss out on the opportunity, large or small, whatever God's impressing on your heart. But offerings are an opportunity, a privilege um, to worship God. And and as we look around our lives, um, all of our lives are complicated. They're different. 
and different, you know, different seasons of life. We're at the, some of my offering in a way is the offering I'm investing in my kids, you know, making it possible for them to go, go to have into school, you know, yes. those kinds of things, but whatever that might look like in different ways, different shapes, different forms, it is, it's a truly a privilege to give. And so I think that's a kind of a good wrap for this week. Um, as we think about our offerings and um, God has blessed us abundantly beyond what we deserve and whatever it is that we do have, um, it's just um, God loves a cheerful giver. Give Amen. what God impresses on your heart, not out of a sense of obligation or guilt, but out of an abundance of joy. Amen. Well, let's put a, a wrap for another week. This is, uh, we'll conclude it there. This is Soup. And Swoops. Signing out. Signing out. out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.